0: All right, we are live. Hey, I like that new little intro thing you've got there, Thomas. Good job, man. Kind of an animation. You think I edited? That's great. Could have been a plug-in. Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That was pretty cool. Uh, Hey, guys, thank you all for joining us. Uh, As the uh, intro thing said, you've got... uh, Uh, Pastor Wayne Lott uh, from Grant Chapel Baptist Church, Pastor Roy Carpenter from Oenaville Baptist Church, and then myself and Chris Cannon and uh, Thomas Miller from First Baptist Church, Troy. We are glad that uh, you are joining us. Uh, at least I hope there's somebody out there joining us. Usually we have one. We have two. one
1: person right now.
0: One person. Okay. they Let them know we're live. Uh, <laughs> I do know folks catch us after we uh
1: It's Kathy, by talk. the
0: way, his wife.
1: So she's watching
0: us. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, you know, I think tonight, I think it's going to be a great topic. I'm, we may spend a little bit of time on this next several Tuesdays. But uh, dealing with if anybody's interested in it, end times. You know, yep. what you know, people are looking for signs, people want to know about end times, uh, and uh, you know, everybody's wanting to know what's going to happen, uh, everything like that. Well, I know her, yes, uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh you know, ever people are interested in this, but I, I think we were talking a little bit before, people are interested, but they're really not interested because I don't think they're hearing what they want to hear which is scripture and Wayne you brought that up in second Timothy I don't know if you have that in front of you to read uh that scripture or not I, I didn't
2: I, I didn't it up. Know
0: that you know but I think let's just do it because this is one of the signs of end times and folks I'm gonna tell you this sign <laughs> is alive and well today
2: yes And it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, for the time will come when uh, they will put away sound doctrine. Instead, suiting their own desires. Together around them, a great number of teachers saying what they want to hear with engineers, And it tells them that they'll turn away. They're, They're from the truth. And turn aside to mounds. So... That's what it's telling us, that we see this right now, that uh, uh, right is wrong and wrong is right now. People people don't want you to tell them when they're wrong. They want you to encourage them when, they, when they're wrong. And we as leaders, we got to tell them the uncompromising truth, which is what Jesus Christ told us to tell them. Because if we don't tell you the truth, we held in contempt.
0: Well yeah and if, if we don't tell them the truth then what we we're tickling their ears just like the false teachers uh, are tickling their so ears and and you know as as we you know the topic was thrown out uh, a little bit earlier today and as i you know, was reading over uh, this passage in second oh. timothy uh, i couldn't help but think of uh, there is a a big time television preacher Yeah, I'm not going to name his name, but he's in Houston. He's got a real big church down there. Uh, I guess you'd call it that. But uh, anyway, he says he doesn't. He doesn't speak about sin. He doesn't mention sin because it makes people feel bad. Now, Roy, give me your idea on that. But but, (laughs) don't hold back. No, No, don't hold back.
3: Nobody really wants to hear my idea on sin because I can tell you right now we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and uh, I, that's everybody. And you should all, and you, you should feel bad if you're sinning. I mean, you, you, there should be something inside of you, your conscience, telling you that this is not right. But <clears throat> my problem was is there's some people that just don't hear it. It's like Wayne said, they're not listening, and they, they don't, uh, they don't hear about the. Uh, the sin or the end time, and we're talking about end times. I figured that started about the day that uh, Jesus ascended into heaven and uh, to be on the right hand of God. That uh, those that stuff happened. That that's when it started. And this we're in the end times. Sure, we've been in the end times ever since Jesus. Left. But as far as sin, yeah, I got a lot of ideas about sin. I'm not sure we got enough time for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah it is a big subject you know but uh sin's anything that you put you know there was no old, uh, old preacher years ago he told me he said make your fist god this is god and every time you sin it's like a, a layer of an onion going across your fist you just every time you sin just a little bit more another layer and another layer and you're separating yourself from god god's getting further and further away every time you sin and, and don't ask for forgiveness <laughs> It's a little further away. And the only way you can get back to God is to put it off one sin at a time. People, you got to take it off one at a time. Mm.
0: That's a good word. I mean, that is a real good word. And, you know, but people, you're right. People don't want to hear it. and people say, well, this doesn't have anything to do with the end times. The sin and, and people do it. It has everything to do because this is what says is going to happen before the end comes. And this is what makes what happens at the end uh, Able to come about i guess if you will following of the uh uh the false prophet of of the antichrist Uh, all of that comes about because people want the tickling of their ears and only want to hear what they want to hear saying that way what they want to live life is good somehow i think that didn't work out in the book of judges you know some wise guy said there's nothing new under the sun and if i remember back in judges what got them in trouble all the time Uh, Is that everyone did what was right in their own eyes and God judged them for that. And I think we are right there today doing what we think is right in our own eyes. We want us to be God. We want to do our way. And we just want people to tickle our ears, go to a church that doesn't preach the truth. Tell stories and says, Oh, you're okay. If God would, what gets me, guys, is is uh, I literally heard a pastor, I'm not going to mention denomination, another denomination, not Baptist, say, Well, if God were to rewrite the Bible today, he would change it and these things
2: would be okay. <laughs> well, I'm last sorry. Every time I check, God, I, say I, my blame. word don't come back to be bored, huh? That's, yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. So it was right to,
2: the first time.
3: Go to Genesis chapter six and verse five. And it says, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination thought of his heart was only evil continually In verse six, and he repented the Lord that he had made man on earth and it grieved him at his heart. Now, where do you think he was at, at that point? When's it gonna get that way again? Hmm.
0: I think we're okay. close. If we're not already there, I mean, yeah, okay. in, in that,
3: uh, and, and you eight, know, eight, and, people and a, uh, eight people and a few animals survived that one, so just yeah, like that. yeah, that's it, that's it. Chris, jump in, man.
4: Yeah, I'm just listening to, uh, to everything you guys are saying. You know, as I look at this uh, scripture passage that Wayne read earlier, I've got it up on my screen here, and as I'm listening to y'all and just looking at some of these descriptions, and a couple things that really jump out to me. Is that um, just remembering to whom the apostle Paul is writing this? I mean, he's writing it to Timothy, who is uh, you know, part of the leadership there at the church in Ephesus there in the first century, and uh, and he's telling him, hey, in the last days, here here is what people are going to be like, and it's just this extended description, all of these character qualities, and and they are just they go from from bad to worse and and back again. But the thing that really jumps out at least to me is in verse five, where it says they will maintain the outward appearance of religion, but they will have repudiated or they will have rejected its power. So a lot of these people that the apostle Paul is describing are going to, you know, even claim to be followers of Jesus. Mm. And they'll have this outward facade or, you know, costume, of Christianity, but inside they will have these character qualities of arrogance and 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 disobedience and, and ingratitude and 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 a mixture of of the unclean things of the world into their hearts and lives, um, you know, irreconcilable. So many of these things you don't need to read back through them all. But his response, his address to Timothy, he says, "Avoid people like these. When you mm-hmm. see this, avoid it." Don't go near it, um, because this this. He goes on and talks about these, you know, that are further on down. That they're they're false prophets. They oppose the truth, and um, eventually their folly is going to be clear. But right now, they, they wreak a lot of deception with within within the church. And so, you know, thinking as you know, for us who have leadership in the church, and you know, even if you don't, keeping your eyes open for these character qualities and when you see it especially in somebody who claims to be you know part of the body of christ that's when you go whoa whoa hold on just a second so that that really sticks out at me in this passage
0: yeah that's 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 a that's a great word there uh man uh yeah and you know again what gets me is what uh you know again these folks coming in claiming to be teachers preachers Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and leading People stray. And I tell people at times, you gotta remember, not everybody walks into the church or stands behind the pulpit is saved. Satan can Satan lies a lot. Satan will have you lie that you're saved uh, Mm -hmm. to draw other people astray. And Satan puts people. We see this in scripture. And if it was true in scripture back then, why is it not still true today? Uh, the false prophets coming into the church and teaching again, you know, Wayne, as you said, what is, what is wrong is right. What's right is wrong is what they're teaching and they're pulling it. And you're seeing a lot of people being led astray. And I think some of these folks truly want to know the truth, but they're not being taught the truth and they're being taken so much further down the line. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love uh, verse 5, like uh, Chris was saying, and I was reading from the NIV, and the NIV said, but keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Uh, discharge all your duties of the ministry. In other words, make full proof of, your, make full proof of your, your, uh, your ministry. Make full proof of what God has given you. And now, since we really truly, we're we living in the last days, and and uh, we see the prophecies that's come in the past, and a lot of people they see these things coming to pass, but they don't believe it. They say, "Well, maybe it's a coincidence." It's not a coincidence. The Bible clearly speaks to these things, especially when they talk about the great river of the Euphrates, how it talks about how it's going to dry up. We see that's happening right now, you know. And Jesus' word don't come back to him void. We see all these things coming to pass. And the bible tells us that we need to make sure we're ready make sure we have all in our lamp so when jesus comes back we're ready we won't have to do a mad dash or scramble we got to, because like roy said that he say he come like a thief in the night we don't know when he comes but we need to be ready and we can we make sure that we're doing what he had told us to do you know uh, uh try to prepare the saints and just like uh, uh i was hearing one of y'all say a while ago how a lot of people convict you when they get convicted. Sometimes they get mad at somebody. Well, the Bible says God chastened those in whom He loves. If God didn't let you, God didn't love you, He'll let you just run blind. Our parents used to tell us all the time, I'm doing this because I love you. I want you to become uh, a, a righteous person. But, but in order for me to, to help you along the way, I have to chastise you. And a lot of people don't want to be chastised.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, being chastised is not fun. I mean, you know, yeah. but uh, I, I think that uh, we don't learn any other way. That's how we teach our children. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how, uh, that's how we, that's how we're taught a lot of times yeah, that learning right, you know, right from wrong in that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, folks, uh, you know, we've been in the labor pains. I, I, Roy is correct. Since Christ went back, the labor pains have been yeah. going, and yeah. they're, and quicker, and quicker, and quicker, but I think too many times, and, and let me just throw this out, a lot of folks, they see this outside, but think, oh, this is just coincidence, or this is just nature, you know, I don't believe Katrina was just a thing, I think it was God trying to wake us up, I think you've got yeah. your 9-11s, you've got all these things, God trying to wake up, but we don't want to see it, again, this deals with end times, God wanting to wake us up, get us ready for it, but we don't want to see it. We pass it off as something else because, uh, I, well, if you, I guess if folks have to admit, Roy, what do you think? If folks have to admit that there's an end time, then they have to admit there's a God. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, the,
3: that'd be the first thing. I got to stop that. Athe- atheist, atheist <laughs> attitude, but, uh, you know, uh, I believe everybody knows God. I think the problem is not everybody knows Jesus Christ and they haven't accepted him. And if you haven't done that, if you don't have him in your heart, you're not, you know, you're just not going to get out of this world alive. And you can talk about the end times till you run out of breath. And you can talk about the beginning of time till you run out of breath. But until the day that you accept Christ, you're dead. (laughs) Anytime I'm going to end up with in hell with Satan, I'm going to consider that dead. And yeah. Any way you, you can count it any way you want to, and I tell the people out there at church, you can't sit on the fence. Not with God. He's not like our judges down here at the Justice Center. He don't see gray areas in the law. God, is black mm-hmm. and it's white. You either in or you out, and then that's it. Yeah, you know, right. There's no other way. And we can cut and slice and dice this any way we want to, but until the day you accept Christ, you're dead. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's just the way life is.
0: That that's your right. I mean, we're dead in our sins, and whenever you uh, uh, when you do, I mean, place called hell. It's the complete absence of God's love. I don't even want to imagine that, guys. At least we know God's love. Some of God's love here on this earth. I mean, number one, He sent Jesus. That's the full ultimate uh, proof of His love. But man. Can you imagine a place? And I mean, folks, you won't talk in times. That's the ultimate of the end time for the unbelievers, a place called hell.
3: Mm-hmm. 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 I'm going to a place where there's no end to time. And, and so, no end
0: to God's <laughs> love.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's the way I'm, that's the way I look at it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, as Todd listening to what you guys are saying there, I'm thinking over in Ezekiel <clears throat> three where the Lord said to Ezekiel, and and, uh, this was part of his commission as he served the Lord, but he said, I have appointed you as a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you must give them a warning from me, said the Lord. And when I say to the wicked, you will certainly die and you don't warn him and you don't speak out to warn the wicked to turn from his wicked lifestyle so that he may live. Then the wicked person will die for his iniquity, but I'll hold you accountable for his death.
0: And uh, but
4: if you warn him, um, and the wicked does not turn from his wicked lifestyle, he'll die, and his iniquity will be on his own head. And I think there's this principle of responsibility with the truth, you know, that's being uh, taught here. That I, I think, as those of us you know, to whom much is given, much is required, who know Christ is our Savior, um, have this responsibility. You know, the Scriptures say, and I think in 2 Corinthians that uh, we're Christ's ambassadors you know, sent to uh, plead with people to be reconciled to the Lord. And uh, the brevity of the
0: mission that we have is it's really huge. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I wish Christians would wake up to this fact that we all have this uh, job to do. Uh, It's not just for pastors. It's for everybody, because, you know, that's why God has believers going to where they're going. So they can be that instrument to bring people to him uh, but people don't want to do that, you know? Uh, complacency, laziness, whatever you want to call it, uh, has happened. And again, uh, that's part of the end times. The church, I mean, is really ceases to do what the church is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're not being taught that there's this thing called sin and you need to repent, why the heck do you need to go out and tell somebody about Jesus and they need mm-hmm. to repent?
1: Well, it's interesting. I'm going to interject here because we actually had a question come through uh, where Jennifer is asking, how do we as Christians talk to atheists who are set on their idea and hard-headed against Christ?
3: Who wants to hmm. take that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll something. take it. Jennifer, <laughs> let me tell you something about atheists. They got more faith in God than most Christians do. And, they're, and you're, I'm going to explain that to you because I believe that. Because, see, if you're going to fight something... If you're going to go against something, then you have to believe in it. I mean, I'm not going to go down here and have a fight with some guy down at the on at the corner of the street because he was bullying my kid, unless I believe that he was bullying my kid. And so, I believe in an atheist who's talking about no God and he wants to convince everybody else that he's hard headed about it and he don't want to talk about it. He believes more in God than most Christians because he's fighting against something that he can see. And I believe
2: that. And so that's how I take it to am Yeah. Why would you okay, probably okay, get there? Okay, Wayne, go
3: okay,
2: for I it. Got, okay, I got a little parable on that. Can I help you out with that one? Okay, it was <laughs> an atheist convention going on. And the president of the convention still and asked, was there anyone there that could prove it was the God. The auditorium was silent. The so foot in the back stood an old janitor. When he heard what the, what the convention president said, he got upset. When we hear people talking about a God, we need to get upset. So he slowly walked up to the auditorium and stood um, and stood in front of the president and pulled out an orange and began to peel the orange right in front of all these people. It was about 5,000 people there. Everybody was wondering what he was doing. So after he peeled the orange, he, he, he began to eat the orange. And when he finished eating the orange, he put out an old dinner's handkerchief and he wiped his mouth with it. And he told the president, he said, i answer a question for you if you answer a question for me first. The president said, what's that? He said, could you tell me whether the orange I just ate was bitter or sweet? The president said, how can I tell you that if I didn't eat the orange? He said, Well, how can I tell you it's not a God if you're trying it for yourself? The Bible still taste and see that the Lord is good. Until you're trying for yourself and find out he's good, that's what that's how you're gonna find out he's good. You yeah. gotta find out for yourself. You know, and nobody can't make you. We can help you along the way, but yeah, we can't make you accept it.
0: That is so true. And, you know, and, and Roy, going along with yours, I've told a- people that atheists have more faith uh, because uh, when they see everything around them, you have to have, uh, and you see it all, it takes a whole lot of faith to say there is no God uh, after yep. you see all of creation. So people. atheists are people of faith too. They have to have that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's, it's not the fact that they don't believe uh, as has been stated earlier, they don't want to believe. The evidence is all around. I mean, I can uh, I, I can see you could put a million dollars at my door and I can live like a pauper because I don't want to believe I'm a millionaire. You have to see it. You have to there. You have to accept it. And they don't want to do that. Now, how do you cause them? You don't. It's only God. You have to pray for them and pray that a situation <clears throat> to their life that would cause them to want to reach out to God. Uh, You know, what's the old saying? There's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. Uh, it's amazing the number of people who I've known who say, oh, I don't believe there's a God. And all of a sudden things come about. I get calls. Uh, hey, can you pray for me? Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me pray for you. You know, uh, it's I think you've got uh, and it's basically it's hard-headed they're stubborn they don't want to and again the Bible speaks of folks like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you just have to pray for them and uh, just continually praying Chris what do you got right there on that
4: yeah you know first of all <clears throat> Jennifer that is a great question and I'm really proud of you for engaging with someone you know who in your your um, comment you know somebody who's really just set their head against the truth I, I think one of the things that comes to mind, is that, you know, I've heard different testimonies from a ath- former atheist over the years, and, and it seems like it's very different things that God uses in their lives. And it's not always one thing. You know, a lot of times people think, well, if I just had enough, you know, kind of proofs, so I could argue them into, into belief. And, and I mean, sometimes that works for some people and for others, it doesn't. And I think one of the best things you can do is to be there in their life to be a, a real living witness of what a genuine believer looks like. So that when you struggle, you struggle with faith and integrity. When you are angry, you handle your anger in wisdom. Uh, when you are hurt, you for, you forgive. Um, you know, when you're struggling and you don't have answers, you face them with faith and confidence. And those are the things that, you know, when real life meets us, you know, when, when we demonstrate a genuine faith i think that's one of the best things that you can do to to win some credibility with a person who maybe they don't believe in jesus but at least i think over time you can earn some respect by the way that you live and and who knows if that's the thing you know that maybe god might use um a you know so many people in in our culture you know they well i don't i don't go to church and i don't believe in god because all them hypocrites Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy out there, but let them see someone who is not a hypocrite, someone who is living genuinely the way that, you know, consistently with the scriptures and and honoring the Lord and loving other people and and let that witness be be vocal. And I think that's one of the the most the the biggest things you can do. and, And, you know, read your Bible and study and engage with some of the issues maybe that they ask about so that as best you can, you can talk intelligibly. And um, if they ask a question or pose a comment you don't know. So, well, you know, I don't know, but I'll find out and go do some homework and then come back and and keep that dialogue going and keep that relationship open and
0: see what God will do as you're praying for him. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, living that life. You know, I think the biggest hindrance of, of uh, people accepting there's a God and accepting Christ is the lifestyle of believers. They're not living, you know you've got've got you've got, uh, you've got professing atheists, then you've got Christians who are practicing atheists. They live life as if Christ does not That's exist right. make a difference in their lives. I think, I think Chris, you, you're exactly right in, in living that. And when Jennifer you do mess up, not, notice I didn't say if, but when, you admit it. you yeah. say, yeah. I was wrong. God didn't like that and I'm sorry, whatever and as you go on that. Roy, I can see the wheels going around.
3: Well, I was just thinking about what Chris was saying, and I wanted Jennifer to understand this, that <clears throat> sometimes the greatest, uh, you know, God or Jesus calls us to be witnesses. And, so, and some, a lot of people get stuck on this idea that to be a witness means that you have to go door to door to talk to somebody or you have to stand out on the street and yell at the top of your lungs, Jesus is Lord. But sometimes the greatest witness is the way you live but mm-hmm. they can see and they want what you have the way you live your life and chris is right and that you you forgive people when they wrong you and you mm-hmm. you <clears throat> put god first in your life and that, and that is a better witness probably than than uh, mm-hmm. some old preacher sitting out at oenobill baptist church talking over and over again about jesus christ and you have to accept christ to be saved you know the, the witness can be the way you live your life and uh, I, I believe that.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, are we not told in Scripture to live our life in you know such a manner? Uh, and I think that that's 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 what's important because if you're you can speak it, but if you're not living it, it's not real to them. They're going to see it, and they need to see something different. And when they come to you, then you're ready. Them to help them because they have seen that something different in your life.
4: What's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like in Matthew five sixteen in the same way? Let your light shine before people, so they can see your good deeds and give honor to your father in heaven. I, that's mm-hmm. right there in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and it really sums it up well. What what Roy and what you know what we're discussing here? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah
3: other thing about those atheists if you go to romans the first chapter in the 22nd verse it says professing themselves to be wise they became fools just keep on reading that jennifer right there just keep on going down through there you'll figure out what an atheist is all about that's what i think
0: yeah yeah i agree man i tell you thomas any idea on your part
1: well so much to summarize but uh I, I first off, I'm glad I'm on the uh, welcoming committee of heaven, not the ways and means. So, that be those that are left back here, I had an old pastor friend tell me that when he'd preach, he'd say, You know, because you'd have people that would dwell on end times on an, on an unhealthy level. I don't see the end times prophecies intended to be to scare us. I think they're just to be a warning to say, Hey, the end is coming soon. You know, have you, have you, are you? are you still fulfilling the great commission? Are you, are you enforcing that? Hey, time is running out. You may not have till tomorrow. And so, you know, his his view was that, you know, you're, you're, if you're a Christian, you're going to be in the welcoming committee, not the ways and means left on earth. And so I always like that as far as with atheists, you know, there's, there's, um, I think a lot of people, and this is just my theory. I think they're more probably agnostic, meaning they don't know versus be full-fledged atheists because as you said there's not many atheists in a foxhole if you have any any inkling or thought process that there could be a god well that's probably more agnosticism i think people, people are looking for things and i remember in uh, we used to do door to door about three or four years ago and one of our questions was you know people we've we've studies have shown people are are, are and i'm not a misquote it but are are seeking something greater than them or that, that was the, got, what I got out of it is they're seeking things and, and looking for change and and I think that's where a lot of people are is they're at that level of questions and I think that that ends up people can fall into wrong things you know self-help can sometimes be a religion you know my I'm powerful enough with my mind to heal my problems and to turn my life around and while the mind is powerful, it's not as powerful as God, and, and you will lead yourself astray if you rely on yourself to get you to where you need to be. Having faith in Christ is simple. it's having faith. You know, if, if God wanted to, you know, he has the power to manifest things and in, in, in miraculously in front of us now, but it's faith that you have to look at. It's That's the key is the faith, you know faith and you know I I don't know what powers the wind but I see the leaves move you know I can't tell you how electricity works exactly in my house I just know not to touch wires that are bare you know and so it's it's a faith it's going to come down to faith you can tell somebody all day long there's a god there's a god but at the end of the day it's going to take that faith and it's going to
0: take just you know um, believing yeah so
1: that's yeah
0: Yeah. and it's just and Jennifer and and for folks that know people who aren't believers, pray the dangerous prayer. I call it dangerous prayer. Lord Jesus, do whatever it takes in their life to cause them to come to you. Because, trust me, they need God more than they need anything else in their life. And, and you've got to pray that prayer uh, sometimes. And uh, and that may be the prayer that, that needs to be prayed. Well, Chris, I think uh, uh, before we go, you mentioned something uh, there at the office that maybe we'll, he, I think you'll e- go on the email to us mm-hmm. and with the end times too, basically looking yeah. at uh, what needs to be fulfilled. So give us a little preview of next Tuesday and then sure. you guys will hear about it too.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be sending this along to you fellas. And um, you know, so one of the things that you look at in the end times and, This is something I came across a few years ago and I was doing some study on this. And to be real honest with you, I had never thought about it. But what kind of worldwide conditions would be favorable for a one world government? In other words, what do things have to be like so that a one world government under Antichrist, as the scriptures teach, would even be possible? And so there are, well, I've got about six or so things here that we'll kick around next week um, that I think will really shed some light on not just trying to look at you know specific things that are going on like how does the war between russia and ukraine play into the end times that's really subjective and you know hard for us to to know exactly but what does the world need to look like so that the end times could 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 happen and so i i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be a really great discussion and 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 hoping that uh, you know folks will jump on and have some questions or, or throw in some info uh, along the way. So it'd be, be a good time.
0: All right. Well, guys, man, I've had, I've had fun. Although all that have uh, chimed in, man, we're glad that y'all did too. Uh, Jennifer, hopefully we have answered or given you a, a direction to go, uh, continue to uh, uh, tune in and uh, we'll hopefully give you some more info on things. Uh but uh, I tell you what, as we go, Chris, would you close us out in prayer and uh, pray especially for Jennifer and this and her prayer. Record.
4: Sure. Father, we want to give you praise for you are the living God and you are the God who has accomplished things, Lord, that, and, that we can only begin to begin to begin to understand. And so much you have revealed to us that we can know. And I pray Lord that you would strengthen our faith with those things and, and, and God, that people in our lives that don't know Christ, that, uh, Lord, you would give us the, the courage and the skill to be able to communicate to them, Lord, how to have life with Christ and, and to be able to engage folks in, in discussion and conversation. And Lord, I, I lift up Jennifer in particular this evening, and um, I know there's a lot of people like her out there who are believers in you, and they follow you, and they've got friends who do not. And and may even be very hard to have conversations with those people. Lord, I, I ask for Jennifer and others like her that you would give her just great grace and patience. Um, just to remember that uh, over in the book of Colossians, you say that we should let our conversation be full of grace and seasoned with salt so that we may know how to answer everyone. And, and Lord, that you would help her to be just uh, have words that are seasoned uh, by the flavor of your spirit and your word and your truth and God, that you would give her just a, a, a greater love for this person and, and a great heart to pray for them. And uh, Lord, I, I pray for whoever this is that you would be at work in their heart and in their mind and through the circumstances of their life to put them in circumstances where they're going to need you. And um, Lord, so that it won't be for lack of anything you could have done, um, if they choose not to believe, but I, I pray for a softening of their heart, and and Lord, for uh, for Jennifer's witness, that it would be a light in a dark place. Lord, we love you. We pray that you'd help us to tell others about Christ when you give us the opportunity, and uh, that we would courageously walk with faith in Jesus this week. In Christ's name we
0: pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Good to see you. Kathy, I'll be in the living room in just a little bit.